Welcome to Strategies for Turbulent Times with your hosts, Matthew Werner and Dr. Kathy Greenberg, here to help you stare down adversity, adapt, improvise, and overcome the challenges you are facing in your own life. Now, here are Dr. Kathy and Captain Matthew. Welcome to this episode of Strategies for Turbulent Times with today's guest, Eric Eltz. Eric Eltz was hired as a police officer in 2003 in New York State. He's taken assignments with anti-crime units focused on addressing gun violence and spent over 12 years as a SWAT operator, starting as the primary mechanical breacher and eventually rose to the position of assistant team commander. Eric attended FBI firearms, FBI SWAT, FBI carbine, and FBI street survival prior to starting his instructor journey in 2011, which brings him here today to share his amazing journey with us. Matthew, welcome to the show with me as my co-host. Yes, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a fun run. Uh, Welcome, everybody. I'm Matthew Warner with my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Before we bring on our, our guest, we'd like to thank you, our audience, for tuning in. As we look forward to sharing our own insights, experiences, and lessons learned along life's VUCA, the volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous journey in each and every episode. Well, let's get started. I think some of you know who I am from our prior show on Leadership Development News with Dr. Relly Nadler. We've been on the air for 16 years. I think we're now in 50 countries with over 5 million listeners, and we hope you're going to tune in over here to learn about public safety. For those of you who are in public safety, we thank you for your service. And for those of you who don't know us, let me introduce Matthew. Matthew Werner, that's W-E-R-N-E-R, as Matthew likes to say, like the trucking company, not Disney. Keep America moving. (laughs) Not Warner Brothers. Matthew has dedicated his career and service to the United States Navy where he helped choose, train, and lead the nation's preeminent top 2% of our U.S. Navy Special Operations Forces, as well as lead and personally perform some of the highest risk missions around the globe throughout his amazing 25-year career, including a decade with the National Mission Force. And you will learn more about Matthew during each and every one of our episodes in these interviews, and I am Proud to have you with us, Matthew, and thanks for taking the time to be my co-host. Well, thank you, Kathy. Uh, even more impressive, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, if you do not know her, she is a behavioral scientist for all of us in Special Operations and Special Forces, who's worked across DOD, the Pentagon, and supported all arms of the U.S. military, Homeland, FBI, and Public Safety to include the various sheriff's associations not to include the National Law Enforcement Academies and Associations. So Kathy is a wealth of knowledge. Um, As I like to talk to a lot of guys uh, in the communities, she understands what's going on in our brain. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't get a lot of training on that, and that's why it's very special that she's on this show. Uh, Kathy is also a number one Amazon International, number one Wall Street Journal, and number two New York Times bestselling author. So if you don't have one of her books, check them out. She is an author on the uh, science of happiness, courage, strategic, and emotional intelligence. Her work has been featured across all popular media outlets, including TV, radio, and leading news networks. And uh, we are excited to have Dr. Kathy Greenberg on the show. Thanks, Matthew. You know, together, Matthew and I are co-founders. We're colleagues as well, but we're also co-founders of the LMS known as ebguardians.com. It's part of the Emotional Brands Academy platform, bringing you the most advanced AI-driven technology for creating the force of the future as part of the National Command and Staff College and their latest research and science-based well-being app called MagnusWorks.com. And we're going to be talking about all of these programs in every one of our shows. But today, we want to focus on jumping in and introducing our guest. We're so happy to have you, Eric. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited for you to be here. We talked a little bit about your bio. Uh, I just want to kind of clue everybody in to what happened to you after you started your uh, journey uh, as as an instructor. 
And um, from 2018 to 2020, you served as a subject matter expert. For those of you in the industry, we call it a SME. And uh, that was mostly for the New York State uh, Preparedness Center teaching reality-based force and force training and um, at the Division of Criminal Justice Services. And currently, you're working with that same organization and a panel of other consultants on updating the recruit firearms curriculum, as well as updating the firearm instructor curriculum. And he strongly realizes the value of working with the team, especially of like-minded professionals across the state, and is excited about the positive steps being taken in that direction. In 2023, Eric, and I think we'll talk about this as much as you'd like to, you signed a contract uh, to instruct for Centrifuge Training LLC, helping launch a new firearms instructor course. I probably should take that. I haven't had a firearms instructor course in at least four years. And Eric has a true passion for training, always being a student first and affecting positive change in law enforcement. And we're so happy to have you hold a couple of degrees from uh, Mount St. Mary College. And what can we say? We like to introduce all our guests by asking you a tough question. I love it. I'm ready. All right. Who has influenced you the most in your life and your career? Um, So I can't just say one person. I would say first and foremost, um, my father, my grandfather influenced me at a young age and really guided me as, as a youth. And then once I became a police officer, um, I'd say Tom Murphy was a mentor of mine. And then on the instructor side of the house, I've, I've been blessed to um, see a lot of amazing instructors. Uh, and I don't, you feel like you're missing someone. You feel like you're leaving somebody out, right? Um, something I hold near and dear to my heart is if you're not a mentor, be one. If you don't have a mentor, find one. And I would say probably Jake Young. Jake Young's mentored me uh, the most. Uh, I met him as a student and a pilot, a uh, reality-based training course that was um, being piloted in my home state. And I just started asking questions. And before I knew it, we were working together. And before I knew it, I was teaching with him at TAC Ops. And uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunities he's given me along the way, the mentorship, and he's just a super intuitive human that shares my same ethos. And I'm better for training with him and another guy that I train with, Ben Conklin, on the same state project. Like he's the most amazing law enforcement shooter I've ever seen. And I know that when we are running something for time, I have to give my very best. If not, he's going to win. <laughs> it's, it's funny when you listen to your thoughts and the heart that you put into the answers. And I'm sure there's many people you're thinking now in the back of my mind, oh, I should have said this when I should, but it's not right. It's not naming them. It's them knowing who you are and where you are. And I think for those of you who are listening, we are really excited to be here together at TAC Ops North. Uh, We are coming to you live from uh, the beautiful turning, uh, turning stone casino where TAC Ops North is uh, right below us. And we are all blessed to be here among some of the most giving human beings on the face of the earth. And, and Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to add something. Uh, you know, one thing I noticed with that answer, Eric, and I think it's very impressive. Um, one thing I, I've, uh, throughout my career with the military, um, when you talk about mentorship, you talk about coaching, I think, um, Actually, I not think, but I know just by speaking with a lot of people, it's a lot, a lot of officers, a lot of, t- a lot of uh, military service members, they don't understand the importance of finding an outside coach from their family. And I thought that was really cool that you brought that up because that's truly what it is. And I won't uh, get into uh, some of the analogies I have right now, but the honest truth is that your family's in the car with you. So it's impressive for you to say, that you have a couple other coaches out there that you look up to and uh, understand that separation and the importance of it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so it's difficult because both my grandfather and my dad passed, right? My father passed two years ago. 
My grandfather was my best friend till the day he died. And uh, he was a Navy guy. Um, and he, he, he taught me how to be a good human, right? And he taught me uh, the value of competition. He taught me the value of empathy. And I'm a better person because of how they raised me. And so it's, uh, it's not something that I talk often about, like my dad and my grandfather, like every once in a while, like, Hey, listen, my dad passed two years ago. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's made me a stronger person. Right. And I'm, I'm just trying to make my kids a better version of me. Right. And, um, yeah, mentorship is important. Right. And it's something that's so valuable and really you're talking about culture, right? So at the state level, one of my blocks is culture. And I hold it near and dear to my heart. And it's not talked about enough. I've seen both a really positive culture and I've seen both um, a negative culture. And I think it's important, like a bad coach, right? You see a really shitty um, little league coach and you're like, man, like a good player can never overcome bad coach. And you see the value of having a bad coach and a good coach. And it makes you appreciate the good one that my, my college baseball coach actually just passed away two weeks ago. And I was looking at a bunch of old pictures of when we were in college and um, another mentor, right? That he was just old school Catholic. He was a, a army dude. And um, he, he just squared me away when I was, when I was a, a college knucklehead. And again, all these people along the way have shaped who I am. And I'm truly humbled just to be sitting here talking where people are going to listen to me. Like, it's weird. Like, you know, like all oh, your subject matter experts, like, it still feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something that I'm just, I'm trying to get used to. I just like being a part of the change and keeping people safe. Well, we're going to take a quick break. So hold that thought. We'll be right back. You're listening to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well-being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real-time tailor-made check-ins with pulse vibes to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. MagnusWorks.com. That's Magnus, W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times with our guest, uh, Eric Eltz. Um, Eric, thank you so much for being with us. Um, before we went to break, 
what we were talking about was the importance of having uh, a coach as well as mentorship within the uh, law enforcement realms. And uh, go ahead, Eric. Um, I know we were talking a little bit more during the break here, but uh, there's a lot that uh, a lot of greatness that you had to share. So please. Yeah. So a lot of the coaching and mentorship for me and really what's built me as a human has come from my family. A, and I would say from from athletics. Right. Like I played baseball and football growing up. I played baseball in college and um, being in a team atmosphere, being a competitor, sacrificing for what's best, best of the team, you know, self or team before self. Right. Like they just concepts and principles at a young age. Right. Not like not you don't do anything competitive and then you become a police officer. You go into the military. It's this is ingrained in you at a very young age. And and now as a parent having these conversations with my kids, my, my nine and my eight year old, and it's valuable, right? And it's really guiding them to be better humans. And my, my grandfather, he did that, right? Like he, he never missed a baseball game. He never missed a football game. And he taught me how to be a better human. He taught me the importance of competition. And he never, it's funny when I have my talk about, it, I haven't talked about him in depth like this in a, in, in a while. He, he taught me how to just be a better person. And I, he never raised his voice at me ever in, in, in like his entire life. He never raised his voice at me because of the respect that I had for him. And I knew how much he loved me and he was literally my best friend. And um, I'm a better person for having him in my life. And he's, he's probably the single most important person I've, in my life. I hope people are taking this in and relishing some of the ideas here that we're sure they're generating in your heart and your mind about the people that have been important to you, our listeners, and how they have brought out the best in you. But, you know, what we're here to talk about are strategies for turbulent times and a plan for the unknown by knowing ourselves well enough to know our skills and talents so that at that moment in time, when the worst is about to happen, we know ourselves well enough. And I, I can't think of two better people, Eric, you in street survival training and, and Matthew Werner, you with your history in the U.S. Navy Special Operations Forces to talk about this together on this show today. So, Matt, why don't you jump into the question? Well, I tell you, and one thing I'd like to bring out to the audience and uh, something that Eric didn't mention was the a uh, couple times was the stuff that he learned from his uh, grandfather, uh, empathy, the importance of empathy and the importance of uh, humility. And sometimes as, as a younger age, uh, it's important to have those mentors, whether it's family or from an outside source, to teach us that. In fact, that's one of the, the key traits, the key attributes that makes a successful operator, whether it comes from my career uh, line or whether your career line, I think it is. And that's a, that's a, that's a critical factor or attribute to be and have as a leader to understand that. And it's so hard. Because there's so many things in this VUCA environment, the volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous environments that we're all living in, it's extremely hard. So I appreciate that, Eric. Um, so with that all being said, a lot, lot, lot being told here, uh, can you tell us a story about a time that this plan of growth and development um, and leadership and mentorship that you've been through, your plan of a career was taken off track by the unknown? Uh, and also, how were you able to survive or succeed regardless due to your skills, experiences, training, knowledge, and not to mention having a fearless mindset? Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to spoil this. Um, however, what set me on my instructor journey was that I wasn't properly prepared for it. Uh, I was involved in a gunfight 10 days out of field training really know nothing about nothing. And the only training that I had in relationship to firearms and reality-based training was why I got the academy. So I get involved in this gunfight and I did stuff that literally almost got me killed. And the only reason I survived was by luck. That was the only reason I survived that incident. 
And, um, you know, I, I took the best action. I went through a Rolodex of experiences in my life. I took what I thought fit the best and I did that thing. And after the incident, I realized that I wasn't where I needed to be on the training side of the house. And I made a commitment to myself that I'm going to be part of the change. I grew up hunting, fishing, never really shot pistols before I became a police officer, but I was just, you know, I shot trap and hunted with my grandfather and my dad. And I'm like, I'm going to be part of the change. And I don't own lots of guns. It's just a tool. And it's, um, I start working on my skills. Right. And, um, I was lucky enough to test out for firearms instructor. I made it into the class and then I went through the FBI school. Again, there's a shoot off. There's like, I don't know, 80 people there for 20 spots. It's a whole Northeast regional, um, class. And I got in and that's what started my journey. And I, I met, you know, one of my mentors there, Tim LaTurner, like amazing human FBI agent, just like the difference between a good one and a great one is a good one knows his stuff. A great one has a really good um, ethos and a, he's just a really like they're going to take the time with you. If you're having a rough go at it, they're going to take the time. Right. They're also going to challenge you when you need to be pushed a little bit more. And so I just want to be part of the change. Like I got involved in this critical incident and uh, I didn't feel like I was prepared. And that's what set me on my trajectory to be an instructor. Anything you want to tell us about what you had planned for that day, what right out of field training, <laughs> what you were, what, where was your mindset and how did you going through that process bounce back? Yeah. So again, um, I did everything wrong after the incident. Um, I called my parents and I said, listen, cause I, was, I was 22 years old. I was still living at home at the time. And I called my parents. I said, Hey, you're going to see something on the news. And, um, I want to let you know that I'm okay. And I followed, you know, all the policy and the rules of the state I work in and, uh, I'll be home at some point in time. And, um, I would like to, uh, get away for a couple of days. And, um, so we snowmobile upstate. My my father was big in a snowmobile and like, not like literally 45 minutes from here. So I left work after I went through the process and my father drove me upstate and we, it was just me and him for a couple of days. And then I came back home. I, you shouldn't be drinking after a critical incident. I did have a couple of drinks and, um, but yeah, that I, for me, like how I handled it wasn't ideal. And again, you learn from your mistakes. And I, I wish, I wish I knew now. I wish I knew, like I could tell myself, like all the lessons I've learned thus far in my career, I wish I could tell the kid that was in the police academy, Hey, I've learned all of these things. And that's, that's what drives, that's what fuels me now. Because I don't know if I'm teaching someone tomorrow that this is going to be the last instruction that they get before a critical incident. And that's why I, every day I owe them my very best. If I'm a little tired, if I've had too much to drink the night before, if whatever, fill in the blank issues at home, whenever I go for a block, I want to have an infectious, positive, um, just pour, just coming out of me that everyone knows, like, listen, I love you guys. I love what I'm teaching and I want to make everyone better. Can you tell us more about the, your mission with this program that you're looking into? I think, uh, I think it's, I've learned a lot from you, Eric, and uh, just understanding what your drive is, the reason why now, um, but your vision, can you kind of extract a little bit more, whether it's locally, whether it's nationally, um, what's, what's, what's the next steps? For sure. So um, the state in which I work in, we're working on the state curriculum right now. We're going around the state. We um, are introducing current instructors and, and giving them a workshop format for essentially an update. And the new curriculum will be coming out next year. That's on the state side of the house. On the private sector side of the house, uh, very uh, humble to sign a contract with Central Future LLC out of Texas. I, I, I was a student. I was a student in the class. And um, the, the owner of the company, really good dude, share the same ethos, Will Petty. Super knowledgeable, super intuitive, funny, energetic, like everything I want to be around. Challenge how I look at stuff, how I problem solve. 
And um, he hit me up after the class and said, hey, how do you feel about starting a firearms instructor course through Centrifuge? I'm like, I, I, I was blown away. Like he's, he's on a national platform, some of the best instructors I've ever been around. And um, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, where do I sign? So another guy I work with, uh, the state in which I work, um, he works on the same project with me. And I'm like, hey, dude, what do you think about this? And he goes, absolutely, where do I sign? So Will wanted to see us teach, and which I think is great. So he wanted to see us in action before we sign on the dotted line. We taught a little bit. He's like, cool, you're good to go. And then um, we've met a couple times since then, and we're going to roll out. We're piloting the course in June in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If you want to give a look onto the Centrifuge LLC website, more information. And um, we love to have you. And it's it's. That's not open enrollment, but future classes will be open enrollment. You don't even have to be uh, law enforcement or military. So let me ask you a couple questions, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go to a break. So I'm gonna ask you these questions, and you can think about them during the break. Okay. So you have a little time to collect your thoughts. But I want to go back to that incident where so many unknowns as a young person were occurring for you. I want to talk a little bit about the mindset. What, what did you pull out of yourself to get past that, to get to the point where you are now? Because a lot of people are thinking, okay, 22 has a critical incident. All right, go snowboarding or snow, snowmobiling and, and has a few drinks and comes back and gets even deeper into being dedicated to his career. All right. So I want you to think about what were the three things, the three most important things that brought you through that unknown. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is Strategies for Turbulent Times. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting-edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well-being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real-time tailor-made check-ins with pulse vibes to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. MagnusWorks.com. That's Magnus, W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Uh, my name is Matthew Werner. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And uh, even more important than us two is our special guest here, Eric Kautz. Uh, 
we've had a great conversation and uh, learned a lot about this, this special uh, law enforcement officer. And uh, I think that you will too. So glad that you're back with us. So when we went to commercial break, you were, were telling us about kind of where you are now and the instructor-led curriculum and giving back and being part of the change. But I just want to, again, I just want to go back, as I said, and I gave you the break to think about two, maybe three. Okay. What were those two, maybe three things, mindset, your will, your physical, your, you know, anything mental, spiritual, emotional that you went to, that was your go-to in that moment during that unknown that pulled you through? Give them to me. Uh, Will win for sure. Right. The, the, the mindset that no matter what I'm going to go home and no matter what people around me, the community that I serve are going to be safe. Conceptually, I describe my range as culture with fierce competition. It's not just enough for me to compete. It's just not enough to be on the field. And these are, these are lessons that I've been taught my whole life, right? From playing Little League, playing Pop Warner, to now, you know, being on a different team. But to be a fierce competitor, and it's funny, where I, where I stole, a lot of this is stolen, right? It's, it's not like I'm sitting here, like, inventing this stuff. It was stolen. I was watching a, um, a YouTube channel on Urban Meyer. I was listening to Urban Meyer talk about uh, leadership and competition and how he gets um, his teams headed towards the same, same mission. And when you think about it conceptually, in law enforcement, we have people that come from all walks of life, right? Different financial backgrounds, different religious backgrounds. And there needs to be one, a few strong leaders to guide everyone towards that same mission. And a lot of my lineage is drawn from athletics. So when, when I heard that, I'm like, yes, because I always believed in, you know, competition organically. But like, no, fierce competition. It's not just enough to go out there. And I think it translates beautifully to, to law enforcement. And I would say after that, um, movement, right? Uh, movement is vitally critical to surviving armed encounters. And it's something that on the state level, we prime before there's even a gun in their hand. We are priming that. So we, we start going like full nerd with this stuff. A lot of a lot of um, my lineage is from Dustin Solomon and Building Shooters. He wrote an amazing book, and we are priming this before they get a gun in their hand, and that's going to aid them in that long-term memory storage, which is what we're looking for. We teach it to them, and then possibly a year or three years later, they might have to draw upon that. Love it, absolutely love it. Now. Um, you did mention uh, earlier in the podcast as far as the training or the lack of training. And I love the three examples that you gave there, given the lack of training that you have once you were exposed to that type of environment, the, uh, the will to win, you know, just being a human, but also you have the background of competition. Um, you have the background of just, not just competition, but also, um, you know, you have the diversity in sports. You know, it's you're in there sweating. You're in there as a young man, as a, as a boy growing into a young man, and you're taking your licks and uh, you're working with. It doesn't matter what what your background is. You know, hey, I'm going to take the licks with you, and uh, that starts molding that mindset. I think. In fact, I think we pretty much know it being older now, and knowing what our seniors that chose us to be in our positions in our careers were looking for. Um, and I'm super excited. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about like how you're going to implement those those coaching techniques into the next generations, because as we have, you know, the generational gaps as we get older, um, they get greater. Right. And with technology and how the communication, one of the things that I learned here at TACOPS is the, the communication is totally different on how these new officers are, are looking at the situations. They're, they're used to, te you know, texting or they're used to just, you know, getting it done right then and there. Mm -hmm. So how do you communicate when you're in negotiation, right? Which that's what you guys have to do with the community. You know, you have to understand who they are, what they are, what their needs are. Um, and with the, the will to win, once the ugliness starts, but more importantly, just the communication 
um, pieces. I'm, I'm excited how you're going to take that piece to your training with, uh, with the firearms. Yeah, so communication and training are two issues that are brought up uh, since the first uh, gunfight in history of gunfights, right? There, there's two things that we can always do better. Uh, we communicate different ways. And um, I, me, me personally, if I have a problem, I have to be able to communicate with the people around me, right? And they have to know, hey, listen, they, they need to help me when I'm fixing my problem. And um, it's a process, right? Like this whole, this, whole, this whole mission is really a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Getting proficient in, in building skills behind a weapon system does not happen overnight. And that's one of the things with Dustin and building shooters, how we're building this, it's a slower burn, right? So it's not that we, we spin them up and we see huge drop-offs for the unknown six months after because it hasn't gotten into that procedural long-term memory. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, yeah, I, um, I'm just humbled to be around people that are better at this than me and just be a positive um, influence on, on this, on this industry itself. Well, you said something that uh, humbled me during the break and I'm going to bring it back now and I don't want to embarrass you, but you know, for those of you who are listening, the words we use to describe our culture in public safety. And I've only been around public safety for the last 10 years. And it's been as a behavioral scientist working in the training capacity with other colleagues who've been in that capacity much longer. And prior to that, you know, with the military and you used a word, I like to teach people a range culture. I ask people, what is their range culture? This is interesting. First of all, talk about what a range culture is and then how you like to define it. Well, it can either be positive or negative for sure. I've, se I've seen them both. And um, I, I asked that question. I love teaching that block because it's not something I don't think is talked about enough. And I think that if you have a negative range culture in respects to, I'll give you some context. If you have a magazine on the ground, there are a lot of ranges that you cannot pick up that magazine no matter what. My stance is that uh, I treat my students like adults, especially my recruits. If I treat them like adults, they're going to act like adults. It's on me to help them solve problems and give me answers to that in training. So if there's a magazine on the ground, they look right. They look left. If it's safe in environment, I want them to pick it up. I want to empower them. I want them to process what's around them because Smart. if if Absolutely. A, a magazine's on the ground and that's the only magazine that has rounds in it, what do you think that they're going to do in a real life situation? But I want them to be able to do it safely and process their environment. So things like that. And, and like I, I've heard over and over again, you have instructors. I was actually on a podcast before this. And we were having an offline conversation. And I, I asked the guys that were interviewing me, I said, hey, describe your range culture. And they essentially said that the guys were, were horrible, right? They treated everyone like crap. And you can have the best instructor out there. If he's a toxic, negative shit that treats people like, like crap, they're not going to take in the information, right? So, and I've seen it. So it's, it's always been very important for me and anyone that's on my cadre that they understand, Hey, listen, we have standards, either you meet them or you don't, but I love everyone here and I love what I'm teaching and I want to truly make you better. And I hope that you carry that culture and that message on the future generations. And that's, that's what, that's what cultures, that's what's exciting about it because it never stops. If you have a positive culture, you're only making it better. And the people that are born into this culture, they know nothing else. They know, hey, listen, this is the way it's supposed to be done. They're always challenging the status quo. I want them to make it better than they found it. I want them to, you know, challenge me whenever I put something out there. But just to be a decent human, to have infectious positive energy and let everyone know that they teach, that they love them. And I know it's not used like in the law enforcement or military community where it's like, no, dude, we don't talk about love on this. It's not, I use it's, it. it's not that kind of operation. No, I use it. When I teach, and, and, and I've been teaching for a long time here in law enforcement in the military, I tell my students it could be a group of 2,000 at a, at a you know, keynote or you know, 10 students in a class in front of me. 
And I'm teaching emotional intelligence. For those of you who recognize me from Leadership Development News on the air, right? Almost 17 years teaching emotional intelligence. What the hell am I doing now hosting a public safety podcast with a guy from Special Forces Operations and all these heavy hitter police, right? Seasoned law enforcement professionals, a lot of them tactical operators. What am I doing here? Here's what I'm doing here. There is so much we can learn from each other in any culture, whether it's business, public safety, public health, being parents, just being human beings, and you just hit the nail on the head. That word love, we don't use enough. We talk about the brotherhood, right? And there's a love that is in the brotherhood, whether it's the teams that Matthew belongs to in US Navy Special Forces, or you belong to in your team as an instructor in law enforcement. Everybody has that need to belong. That is a human condition. And that's what this show is about. It's the plan for the unknown based on the human condition known as us that we can rely on under any circumstances. So we're going to go to a break. I think this is our last break. So we're going to come back and hopefully have a great last few minutes together to talk about lessons learned. Where do you want to take this from here? Any website that anybody can grab from you while you're here with us. And let's make it fun so that when we come back from this break, we close out with an opportunity for everybody to take away something and think about how to apply it in their life. We'll be right back. You're listening to Strategies for Turbulent Times, a plan for the unknown. See you in a second. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Results will always favor the peak performer. MagnusWorks is a cutting edge mobile app to help you and your team build peak performance across 11 critical well being domains to go from great to Magnus. MagnusWorks balances individuals with real time tailor made check ins with pulse vibes to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It spans every aspect of your daily life. Get started now. Inspire, educate, impact, and transcend. MagnusWorks.com. That's Magnus, W-O-R-X.com. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Strategies for Turbulent Times. Have a question for Dr. Cat or Captain Matt? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Strategies for Turbulent Times. I'm Matthew Warner, uh, one of the co-hosts here and. uh, this is going to be the last uh, opportunity we, as far as this segment, that we're going to be able to speak with this uh, special guest, uh, Eric Eltz. Uh, so I'd like to add something to what uh, Eric was talking about um, before we went to break. Uh, the importance of, um, and I'll bring up the big E word, as far as 
understanding your emotions as a trainer, but not only as a trainer, but also as a leader. And as Eric was talking about, you get some, um, you know, range instructors that teach, it's gotta be hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. Whereas in his, uh, what he's learned that the students or the, you know, if it's your co-worker, your, your, your uh, wingman, whatever you want to call it, um, it's the importance of being a thinker. And how do you train those that are young, especially given the gen- different generations, um, instead of feeling like you have such a short period of time to, to teach them what the harness is, to be able to shoot accurately and to be able to go home successfully. And it's such an ugliness, but the importance of taking them to that varsity level where they can actually be a thinker and know when it is to go to that level, as far as just going off of muscle memory and uh, working through the controlled chaos, as far as SOPs, tactics, TTPs, but also when there's a lull in fire to know how to sweep to the left, sweep to the right, you know, make sure the scene is safe and then pick up that magazine, be able to think for yourself. Yeah. So answer that a couple different ways. I'd say first and foremost, uh, we subscribe to building skills before I run them in the drills. Right. So I, I need them to have an automaticity to just basic hard skills. I don't need them to think about, Hey, listen, this is where my grip needs to be when I'm driving the firearm up to eye level. Once we get through drills, then they would be put into force on force scenarios, right? Where essentially we need them to problem solve. And it's not always, they don't always need to be behind a gun, right? Uh, am I in a good position? Can, do I need to better my position? And um, so it's, it's really, it's, it's a series and it's, it's, it's a process, right? I don't want to sound like Coach McDermott from the Buffalo Bills, who I absolutely love, but we do skills. Then we'll put bias there, aren't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> skills, then drills. Then we put them into some force on force scenarios where we're trying to validate the skills that we built them built, built in them. Right. And, um, I, I personally have seen a lot better success rather than saying, Hey, here's the information. You'll do great. I'm sure you'll do great. We really get them running dry on these skills over and over and over again. And anyone that knows neuroscience and how adults learn repetition is one of the ways that we can proceduralize into that long-term memory system. Right. So, well, we are so happy you have come to spend this time together. Give us a website. What website can we go to learn more about what Eric else is doing these days? Uh, so I'm not, I'm not that high speed. Uh, my social media platform on Instagram, it's um, E underscore squared 424. Uh, the only website that I have an attachment to right now would be Centrifuge LLC. They, um, they do amazing vehicle-based tactics work, right? VCQB. Uh, they do a great shield course, a great red dot site course. They have amazing instructors there and um, seeing is believing. Take a course, right? And, and there is certain courses that are open enrollment and uh, but essential future LLC. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, uh, to training with the people out there and uh, sharing some stories. You are so upbeat and such a, a wonderful guest. I, I don't want to say goodbye. I'm sure Matt doesn't either. I just want to uh, just do a quick synopsis here, lessons from this episode. Empathy. You talked about empathy for yourself and others. And, and, and folks, I'm talking to you in the audience. We know that as we age, our brains become more fixed. And if we aren't empathetic towards ourselves, there is no way we are ever going to be empathetic to anyone around us who needs it. So we start with self. And that's a number one a number one key to emotional intelligence, start with yourself and empathy is important. Mentorship, finding the right coach, as Matthew said, you know, that coach outside your family, really important. Your culture, you talked about a range culture of, and we, we use the word love, which I really like because it generates that positive energy for everybody to be a part of something and to be included and whether you're the sisterhood or the brotherhood or whatever hood you're in, you're a part of it. You also talked about the will to win in that unknown environment, that fierce competition that gets you through that unknown and the movement you need emotionally, physically, spiritually, all collectively at the same time. And the communication, not only from you to others, but you to yourself. And so many lessons from today's 
I'm blown away, but I'm going to give the last word to to Matthew because he's dying to ask you a crazy question. You said you had a crazy question you wanted to ask about something people keep in their drawer. All right, Eric. So (laughs) is this like an icebreaker question at the end? I don't know. I don't know. You have to get into this, especially getting ready to retire. (laughs) You got to find different hobbies other than what you've been doing for the last 20, you know, some years. What's your favorite type of, what's your favorite pair of socks? Ooh, I don't think you truly understand <laughs> the rabbit hole you're about to go down. So I work in an urban police department. Morale can be t- difficult at times, right? Do more with less. We right. don't have um, enough staff. Like, like join the club. Like everyone has the same issues. That being said, we started a sock game. Right, so I started this sock game. We had no idea. This is just right, this is right. just. It's like, you, it's like you read my palm. So, <laughs> essentially, dress socks. Right, you can get them. I, I can literally get your face on on dress socks. I, I have. That's a little scary. I have a set of dress socks <laughs> with my boss's face on them. I have like, dude. I have pineapple socks. I have. You know, I will send you a picture you know just so I can have a like, like, dude, you, like you, like you name. It. It's like it's like one of those things. Like, hey, I'm professional, but I just right. pull up my pant leg a little bit. It's like, hey, there's a lot going on down here. Check a look at these socks. Right? And it was always like, who has the craziest socks? So like, like literally, the last day, the day I worked before I came up here, I had blue um, dinosaur socks. There's all sorts of crazy dinosaurs because my little guy loves dinosaurs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a dress sock nerd. Love it. So for all of you that are listening in, that you see a barrel-chested freedom fighter that looks like he has only like two emotions. And that's what <laughs> they'll tell you as well. Just ask them to look at their socks. Thank you for dialing in. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor at Natural Command and Staff College, MagnusWorks.com. Go check them out. They're the best well-being app that you'll find and it's anonymous. So take advantage of it. We love you. We are generating a range culture of love here. And we hope you'll come back and see us soon on strategies for turbulent times. I'm Dr. Kathy Greenberg here with Matthew Warner and our guest, Eric Elt signing off. We love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of strategies for turbulent times. We hope Dr. Kat and Captain Matt were able to help you create a plan or simply steer clear of the unknown with ways to overcome challenges in your own life. Until next time, be brilliant and stay fearless.